Welcome to Wednesday Night Worship at First Baptist. Tonight's speaker is Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Let's pray together. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much for this opportunity to gather, even virtually, to worship you. And we pray now that through your word and by your spirit, you would speak to our hearts, and that we would be stirred and encouraged by the faith story that we will examine tonight. We ask all these things, trusting you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight we look at the story of Joshua, and we're going to do so within the context of the great hall of faith, Hebrews chapter 11, and specifically we're going to look at verse 30 tonight. So our theme for the evening is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30, and the writer of Hebrews writes, as he's carried along by the Holy Spirit, saying this, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. Let me read that to us one more time. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. Now, you know the story of Jericho is really the story of Joshua, and it's set within the larger context of God's deliverance of His people from slavery in Egypt. You know that Moses was God's instrument to go in before the Pharaoh and to say, Pharaoh, let God's people go. And they did. They went out of their slavery and their bondage and captivity in Egypt, and they were taken out into the wilderness. But then you know that they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And they wandered in the wilderness because they, they failed to believe God when it came to recognizing that God was able to lead them into the land to which He had promised them. Well, 40 years later, Moses had died. And Joshua was faced with a daunting task. This Joshua who had been Moses' assistant for many years, this Joshua who had been one of the spies to spy out the promised land, and alongside Caleb, only two of the spies to say, we can do it if God is on our side. This Joshua was charged with the task of now leading these people of whom he had been a part for 40 years. And he had seen how obstinate they could be. He had seen how hard-hearted they could be. Well, now so many had died in the desert, and now the next generation was going to go into the promised land, and Joshua was going to be the instrument in God's hand to lead them across the River Jordan and into the promised land. Now, there would need to be a conquest because the promised land was inhabited by many people. Um, and God was going to lead them through. He would deliver to them the land that He had promised to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the twelve tribes all the way down to Moses. And now Joshua would be the one to lead God's people into the promised land. Well, Joshua needed a little pep talk at the beginning. And one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Joshua chapter 1. And probably the key verse in Joshua chapter 1 is verse 9 where God is speaking to Joshua and He says this, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Notice that God reassured Joshua not by giving him a detailed military battle plan to conquer all of the peoples who were now inhabiting the promised land. No, God told Joshua to be strong and courageous. And God told Joshua that he could be encouraged, that he could have courage for the task that was before him based on one truth. And that one truth was this, 
The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So here's Joshua. He's got to lead these people. He's got to lead them to inherit the promise of God, but he's got to lead them into battle. And he's got one promise from God saying that God would be with him. The story of Jericho is really an amazing illustration of this reality because if you remember, Jericho was taken by God's people, but not by force, not by might, not by military endeavor. It was taken by the hand of God. In Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, God tells Joshua what they are to do and how they will take the fortified city of Jericho. Let me share these verses with you. This is Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus you shall do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. Now, I want you to consider this battle plan that God has just given Joshua. You're going to go, and the mighty men of valor are going to walk around the city one time. And they're going to do that for six days. And then on the seventh day, you're going to walk around the city seven times. And then they will sound the trumpet. All of the warriors are to give a shout. And the walls of the city will fall down flat. Well, guess what happened? Exactly what God said. Part of God's leading His people in the wilderness for all those years and part of God's leading His people into the promised land was God illustrating to them repeatedly that He could be trusted, that His promises would come to pass. And even when it didn't seem like it made any sense, God was with them. He was delivering to them His promise. He would not leave them or forsake them, and His will would be done. At the end of the book of Joshua, there's something that is said looking back. And so often we say that hindsight is 2020. I want you to hear this passage from Joshua chapter 21. This is verses 43 through 45. This is looking back on the conquest, not just of Jericho, but of the promised land. Listen to this. Thus, the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it, and they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. Not one of all their enemies had withstood them, for the Lord had given all their enemies into their hands. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. Now I want you to think about this. We're talking about a promise that God made hundreds of years before this moment. We're talking about a promise that God made to Abraham, 
reaffirm to Isaac, reaffirm to Jacob, reaffirm to the 12 tribes, reaffirmed even while the people were enslaved in Egypt, reaffirmed by sending Moses to go rescue and redeem God's people, and now reaffirmed to Joshua as he was going to lead them into the promised land. And now, after the conquest is complete, looking back over all that God had done, let me read you that one little sentence again. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. That's the character of our God. That's the character of the one in whom you and I are called to have faith. It's the character of our God who so loved us that He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to come and redeem us. And so let me ask you this question. If you are a follower of Jesus, if you trust and follow Jesus, you've repented of your sin and received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, what has God promised you? Well, God hasn't promised you that your life will be easy here on earth. He hasn't promised any of us that. He hasn't promised us that our lives will be free from conflict, but He has promised us that He would be with us even unto the end of the age, with us always. He has promised us the gift of His Holy Spirit, the ever-presence of God within the hearts of believers. He has promised us that though in this world we will have suffering, we should take heart, for He has overcome the world. He has promised us that if we are in Christ, our sin is forgiven. There is therefore now no condemnation for us, that we are in His grasp, and He will never let us go. He has promised us as we trust and follow Jesus that nothing and no one can snatch us out of His hand. And Jesus has promised us that He has gone before us to prepare a place for us. And if He has gone before us to prepare a place for us, then He will come back to get us so that where He is, there we may be also. He has promised us that one day He will return to gather His people and to judge the world. And He has promised us that His judgment will be perfectly just and according to the standard that He has given us in His Word. He's not going to surprise us with judgment. He's told us the standard through and through. And for those of us who have realized that we've broken His standard and come humbly in repentance and faith to Jesus, He has promised us that the price that Jesus paid on the cross for us and the victory that Jesus won through the resurrection for us is enough so that when we stand before Him and say, my only plea is that Jesus died for me and rose again, and I have placed every ounce of my faith in Jesus Christ, that that's enough. He has promised us that there will be a new heavens and a new earth in which God will dwell with His people who have been raised with resurrection bodies, and at the renewal of all things, all will be well. So if you trust and follow Jesus Christ, He has promised you that in the end, it will be all right. May not feel all right right now. May have some rough road to, to go through. But in the end, all will be well. And for that, we can be so thankful. Let's pray together. Father, we're so thankful that you are a God who is absolutely true. And you are a God who absolutely keeps his promises. Lord, you kept your promises to your people. You delivered to them the promised land. And even when it didn't look like it made sense, Lord, you brought them through. 
And Lord, we know that as we trust and follow Jesus, you will bring us through too. Lord, we pray that you would keep us ever mindful of your presence with us, of your power over all things, and of the assurance that in Jesus Christ, ultimately, everything's going to be all right. And Lord, before we close our time together tonight, once again, we join together our hearts and our minds and even our voices to pray that prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. And in so doing, we will answer the question, Whose Father? Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to worship with us tonight. And we hope you'll join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. as we gather together either in person or virtually to lift up the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you.